Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. I am Mark and she is Marsha and you're listening to Computer and Technology Radio where we talk all things computers, technology, social media, and yes, today we're going to talk about a tsunami in Southern California. We're going to talk about a U.S. Army super vaccine and oh my God, all kinds of crazy stuff, Marsha. How was your week? I had a super interesting week, um, but let's let's hit up the volcano first because this is just so weird. Yeah, I that mean, that in Tonga. For any of you who don't know, because I didn't know, I had to go look it up. Tonga is this island way south of Hawaii and closer to Australia, which is about a bajillion miles from California, and that's the technical measurement, long right, way. Mark? Yes, a long Baj- ways away. Bajillion, yeah. And our producer of the show got up this morning to a tsunami warning on his phone and he's in San Diego. Yeah, that's crazy. And I mean, that's how far away it was. And if you go online, please do yourself a favor and take a look at the videos. The volcano, it was in the water off an island in Tonga. And Mark, what did it look like? It looked like an atomic bomb explosion. It was crazy. I mean, it just, you have to see it. It's hard to imagine that it actually happened in the water. So, or something out of a James Bond film, for sure. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. Yeah, you know, and I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the CNN news feed, because they cover this stuff live, and they'll have a page, right. and they keep adding to it. And um, lots of tsunamis all over. It was really weird. The south of Alaska, Canada, very much so. Nothing way south where actually it happened. So, you know, I am not uh, a tsunami person, but there was a tsunami alert, serious one, issued yeah. this morning. And then there, I'm reading news stories that says, oh, there's minor flooding at the harbor, no homes evacuated, blah, blah, blah. Everything is fine. White House is monitoring. And then all of a sudden, CNN posts this lady in Pacifica, California, who says, well, you all may say that there's no tsunami left, but here's the videos of what's going on in my backyard, because she lives right on the ocean. And then it was crashing over her seawall, all the way to the front door of her house. And if you want to uh, see those, her name is Savannah Peterson, and she posted, she's still posting on Twitter. It's insane. Yeah, it really is. It's been... Never, Science. never make, never make um, Mother Nature angry. It's a really good idea to be really nice and calm with her. So uh, I don't know. It's been a really crazy time with everything that's gone on in the world, the pandemic, and you know, tsunamis and all the other stuff. So, and while we go through the whole thing, we try to bring you a little smile and joy while you're listening to the show. So I hope you like it. Uh, you had a problem apparently, a major problem last night oh. with the Windows update. You know, we and, and I know you read the articles. We all read these articles, and we kind of blast by them because, yeah, it happened again, that yep. some Windows update breaks something. Right. Well, I turned on my show to record for the iHeartRadio segment I do, and my computer took a while to turn on, and I said, oh, great. It, you know, it updated when I shut it down, blah, blah, right. blah. 
and it's taken a while and then it opens up and you know how your desktop has a whole bunch of junk on it at least mine does yeah i it'll try to avoid some, that but yeah yeah but it'll have some programs but you might right. park a picture there or something like that well son of a gun it's all gone the only thing i had on my desktop were some programs i'm going mm, this doesn't look good so I try to open Chrome. I can't open Chrome. It's forcing me to open Edge browser. <laughs> and I'm having to sign into Edge, and it's wanting to have me make it a uh, default, which I'm not doing. But then I thought, well, let me go look at my documents. And I go into File Explorer, and I see the folders, and I click on a folder, and they're empty, Mark. There was mm, nothing that's, there. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> I was scared the heck out of me. Plus, I have a deadline that I have to get in you know, and, and do this. But I'm thinking my computer is dead. I look at, and this is uh, what I'm telling you now are tips that you should do that hopefully will help you if this happens. Um, I go to the Windows Update History. And it didn't show Windows Update history for for a year and a half. Huh? Right. Okay. Well, I guess it wasn't the Windows Update. Uh, maybe I have a virus. Luckily, I could kick on my malware bytes. Malware bytes found nothing. Did a full scan. Um. Then I'm having trouble signing in to get Chrome. And this is still an ongoing issue, and I'm actually going to have to call Google about it. Right. Um, the way I was able to get into my computer, and just so you know, anyone out there, when I finally was able to get into my computer, and the way I did that is I just shut it down. I closed everything and shut it down. I waited two minutes and just started it up again, and everything was there. Yeah, that's very that, Just so you know, this was the KB500-8212 security update, which I found because the minute it rebooted, I went to Windows Update History, and all of a sudden I found a bunch of updates that I didn't see before. So I think this, this really sucks that Microsoft can push something like this that causes such a problem. Because, you know, I know the people who listen to our show and, and a lot of the people we know are tech savvy, but a lot of people aren't. And can you imagine the freak out when this happens because of an upgrade? Oh, it's for terrible. Sure. Yeah. Just terrible. But meanwhile, now in my cell phone, I can turn it on, you know, put my thumbprint and start it up. Then when I go to the. Oh, I didn't tell you that. Google kept wanting me to log in on other devices to get into the uh, computer when I had this problem to, to get Chrome running. Now, every time I open Chrome in my phone, Google wants verification that it's me, and it's not reading my fingerprint properly. And then it asks for my code, you know, because I have also a key code. I put it in, and then it asks for it again, and it's in a loop. Now, I can do everything else on my phone, but I can't get into Chrome. So, oh, no. 
Thank you, yeah. Microsoft. Thank you, Google. I, I can't thank you enough for the aggravation. Yeah. I mean, one piece of advice that Marsha actually alluded to in this story is that it's very often that you run into a problem. I don't care if it's your television or your iPhone or your computer or anything, anything electronic that you run into some kind of crazy loop. For the most part, the best thing to do is unplug, reboot, you know, mm -hmm. you, whether it's your router, because I, I was sitting getting my car service the other day and the uh, service woman was trying to print out my receipt and her printer was just looping and looping. And I said, well, you know, just unplug it and replug it in. Oh, really? Okay, so she unplugged it, plugged it in. And sure enough, it there I had my thing printing out easily. So usually Tech genius, like that. Mark. Yeah, it was it was beyond genius. Yeah, they gave me a free car for that. Oh uh, sure. Yeah, and it was just you know it's one of those things that something gets in a loop, especially with electronics with software that when you reboot the system or unplug the system, uh, as I talked about last week when I had a problem with my Dell computer, uh, I had to shut it down and hold the power button down for twenty seconds because of static electricity. So yeah, for I'm the personally most part, feeling we're going to talk later about rebooting all kinds of devices. Yeah, yeah. But I think a complete shutdown, if it's gone haywire, like you did with her printer yep. or like I did with the computer. But I've actually shut down my phone and it's still... <laughs> Google well, doesn't you could, like yeah, it. it doesn't solve everything. But one thing you do have to be careful, though, is you don't want to shut down when you're doing an upgrade. Right. When you're doing a BIOS upgrade or you're doing a software upgrade, there may come a point where you have to and you don't have a choice because it's simply in that loop. But leave it alone for a couple of hours and see if it works itself out. Because if you do actually update, uh, turn it off when you're in the middle of an upgrade or an update or something, you're screwed. it can be, yeah, you, you can brick your computer. So you want to be <laughs> oh, very yeah, careful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This yeah. is, it, it's all, it's all insane and crazy. Yeah. Now, the uh, next so, story, you and I had some Canon printers. Yes, that we, yes. We had tested for Canon. Yeah, I still and use them. I, I don't know about you, but my main complaint is it had teeny tiny ink cartridges. Yep. And if one of them goes out, none of them work. And you, you're forced to buy the whole shebang. Well, I have individual cartridges in mine. So, but you're well, right. Yeah. If you buy one that's a full cartridge with all of them, then that's a problem. Right. So I came across a story and it's... I think it's fascinating. What do you think, Mark? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I have run across this. Now, this story pertains according to their image runner large office printers. So I was kind of hoping it would work on regular Canon printers. But I have tried in the past to install a non-Canon ink cartridge because, frankly, they're a whole lot cheaper, cheaper than what right? Canon charges you. Yeah, well, way HP cheaper. does the same thing. Same thing. They all do Lexmark, it. Lexmark, yeah. they all do it. You know, and every time I've done it in the past, it comes up and says, oh, sorry, you have not installed an original part. It's not going to work. So in this story, you found something that, that actually in certain printers can defeat that. Uh, and it's kind of interesting. It gives you the option of when you insert the cartridge that's the wrong cartridge and you get an error message uh, or ins after inserting a toner, uh, you can say, I agree, close, or, or just okay. And they're doing this because they have a shortage of chips and they well, don't what's know how interesting, quickly. What's interesting, there's also a thing in the article, and this was in Ars Technica, that HPs, now this is the DRM, Digital Rights Management, that right. authenticates the, uh, what are they called? The ink things when you put them in. Yeah, well, the cartridges. The ink cartridges, the, yeah. The original cartridges, so, right. 
HP has gone so far that it will sabotage off-brand printer ink cartridges with a self-destruct date. Right. In other words, it'll let you use it for a while, and then, nope, sorry, probably waits till you're really printing something important. Right. But due to the worldwide shortage of semiconductor components, Canon has just said, okay, whatever, we understand you can't get our stuff, and they're yeah. actually giving instructions on how to get around the DRM and use these third-party cartridges. Which is actually, I have to say, a pretty cool thing for them to do because no company wants you to, you know, it's the story of right of repair with Apple. No, you only have to use Apple parts and, you know, so on and so forth. So, well, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing, and I, and I applaud Canon for doing that. Well, you know, now, I'm using an Epsom printer which has these little bottles of ink that you pour right. into the separate car. I, I, I couldn't be more thrilled. I print things like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. But let me tell you, if you have a Canon printer, this is the fix, just so you know. Depending on the model, when an error message occurs after inserting toner or, you know, an ink cartridge, users can either press I agree on the error message, close or okay. When users press that button, the world doesn't end. Canon users may find that their toner cartridge doesn't give them a low toner warning before running empty. Okay. So we all know that it gives you that low toner and low ink, you know, notification long before you need to replace it. Have yep. you noticed that? I mean, you can oh, look yeah. in there and it's, there's still stuff here, man. I mean, I... Yeah. So the consumables, hopefully, you know, they're using, there's so many electronic components in the toner and the ink cartridges that it's ridiculous. So hopefully this is going to lead to a, a change in the way they handle these things. Oh, yeah, they'll have a change. As soon as they have parts again, they'll disable the feature where you can uh, get rid of that. So I wouldn't get too excited about this. Um, this next story is kind of interesting. I'm so because, excited about this. Yeah. You talk yeah. about this. Uh, this is great. I mean, you know, we all suffer from the, when you get to a, now it's a website or it's something you want to use or it's a new program. An app, you have even to, an app An app, on your whatever phone. it is. Yeah, you have the terms of service. Let's face it, folks. How many of you have actually read the entire terms of service, which can go on for like 175 pages? I mean, nobody reads that crap. And eventually, you know, when you get down through it, you finally go, oh, damn, I want to use this program. Screw it. I'm just going to agree to it. Well, right. apparently there is a bill that would make a federal case out of unreadable terms of service. People should know that what they're signing up for uh, in an easy, understandable way, not all this legal crap that you get. And it was a bill announced Thursday by a bipartisan trio of legislatures that would give the FTC the ability to make tech language speak in plain English. It's just called I think the, this is brilliant. This is great. It's called the Terms of Service Labeling Design and Reactable Act which is a little confusing in itself, uh, but it would require short summaries of terms of service, flowcharts, or other graphics to show where your data goes, what machine-readable versions are there, and uh, I applaud these people, Democrats and Republicans, uh, and I don't know who they are, but I guess we should say... Uh, I, I think it's Laura. funny. John Oliver once said, 
Apple could put the entire text of Mein Kampf inside yeah, I saw the iTunes yeah. user agreement. You just go agree, agree, agree. But I want to tell you in my <clears throat> new book, Shameless Plug, Android Smartphones for Seniors, I go through this and I explain a lot of this. And there was a study that was done with college students. And they were given a phone and purportedly they were supposed to be testing an app. That's all they were told or a game. Right. You know, it was just something on their phone. Yep. So here's your phone or no, here's the app. Put it on your phone. And of course, it had a terms of service. And after the test, the kids thought they were going to be able to comment on the game or how they liked right. it or whatever. It turned out the purpose of the test was the terms of service. Yeah. And only three people did not click through out of a couple hundred. Yeah. And the terms of service included your first child, half of your salary for the next year. Uh, It had ridiculous stuff in it. And and it just illustrated that nobody reads it. People just want to use things. So I think this is really, really important, and and it allows you – there's arbitration clauses in it. This is a great thing that you found, Mark. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, it would be great. And, you know, it it makes you wonder, because I don't remember, whether terms of service were always this long, or is it simply because the companies realized that legally they had to do stuff, so they just added page after page after page. Page after page, absolutely. Uh, All right. So next, you know, like we don't have enough to worry about hackers and malware and all kinds of crap. Well, the latest, you know, QR codes are really great and easy to use. I have signed up for television services. I'm sitting on my couch 10 feet away from my television. And it says, if you want to sign up to the service, just scan the QR code. So I turn on my camera. I'm from 20 feet away. My camera picks up the code. It scans. It takes me right, right to the website. Well, those are really good and they're really easy unless, of course, cyber criminals are using the codes and that's what they're doing now. So they're trying to get you to use the barcode and take you to a multitude of things where you'll give up your information. Uh, they'll exploit the codes. Um, they'll make people hand over their banking and personal information. Because, you know, you can see that if you signed up, let's say I want to sign up for Netflix and yeah. I see a th- thing on TV that says sign up here. Oh, cool. Okay. So I click on it. Of course, it's not Netflix. And if you're signing up, you have to give them a credit card, right? Because that's how you sign up for these services. What you don't realize is you haven't gotten to Netflix. So Marsha, we always tell them what should they do before they go anywhere? Don't click on it. Go direct to your account. There you go. Just go to this company. A further thing on this, and I'm surprised they didn't cover it. Uh, I know it was in Australia specifically, and then it ha- it's been happening a lot in Texas that there have been malicious QR code stickers on parking meters, which oh, is shocking. So what happens? You're supposed to scan it so you can pay for your parking. Well, these stickers were ta- took people to a fake website that collected their credit card information. This is insane. The Austin police don't know how many people were duped with this, but uh, this is insane. I mean, bogus QR codes on parking meters. So be yeah, very I, careful. Yeah. You know, I just never understood. I mean, there are a bunch of uh, low-life people that do this. But, you know, if you just took your genius, if you were a black hat hacker or something, 
to solve the world problems. You know, maybe we'd get a lot more done instead of but just Mark, trying to scam people. But Mark, you really people. don't have to be a genius to make a QR code well, to no, go to you a don't. website. You don't. That's and, true. And steal. I mean, you don't have to be a genius. Uh, yeah. This is insane. Well, crime has just gotten out of control, but technology has really been helping people. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, for computer technology radio, we're going to set up our own code just to see if it works. So don't worry when we ask you for your bank account numbers and your social no, security Mark, numbers. No, Mark, we're not even going to get We're not doing that? that? No, no, oh, no, no, doing... no, no, oh, no, no. Oh, all right. Well, fine. Never mind. Now just think uh, before you scan on these things. If it looks fishy, just don't do it. Yeah, crazy. And if okay, you so... scan a QR code, have a good look at the website you went to. Right, to make sure it's the right website, exactly. Right. But but it start at the actual website. That's the way to do it. Exactly. Uh, we talked a little bit about rebooting gadgets. What did you find about that? Well, you know, this uh, it, I've always been a believer in rebooting because occasionally, like if my tablet, the Wi-Fi will start getting a little wonky. So I reboot it, and it's fine. So there, you have to know how to reboot your devices, and you can, for example, with a smart Samsung Galaxy phone, you can go to settings and search for auto restart at set times and set times. So that's a great idea. You know, have your phone reboot in the middle of the night every couple days. Right. You don't care. And your iPhone also. Yep. If you want to reboot, slide the power button and either volume button until slide to power off appears and then touch the home button or ho touch the power button and press the power button again to turn the device back on. And the slider, you just have to do it. Do this also on desktops and laptops. When you go to shut it off on a Windows PC, you've got options of restart. Do it at least once a week, which is interesting. And uh, Microsoft actually recommends that, to reboot once a week. I had no idea it was that often. Did you? No, no, no clue. Mac OS, Apple recommends that you reboot also. So, because people tend to leave, you know, they just shut, you just shut the lid and you keep charging and you keep it going. But a weekly restart, according to Apple, is also important, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, and you can schedule it also with Apple. Choose sleep, restart, or shut down checkbox and take care of it. Same with a Chromebook. And interesting, your Wi-Fi router, pull the plug on that once a week. That's a really good idea. Yep. Yep. That always, uh, um, they always tell you if you, yeah, if you have an internet pressure, unplug and replug. Well, leave it also, if somebody is trying to hack your Wi-Fi. Right. If they've gotten kind of in, but they haven't finished or whatever, if you reboot your router once a month, uh, people can't can't get in so quickly. Smartwatches, I didn't know. They're just tiny computers. Right, uh, that's true. Do you know how to force a restart on your Apple Watch? Yeah, I think you hold in the crown for a period of time, and then yeah, it comes something up and like says, you want to holding yeah. it. Yeah, do that, and Apple says you should do it. Um, regularly. So, and, and, and can... I rarely, unless I have a problem, do that. So that's interesting information. And also smart TVs. I had no idea about this, but manufacturers of some smart TVs say, uh, to reboot your TV cause you've got apps on it and yeah, unplug it for 30 seconds, then plug it back in and turn it on again. 
Exactly. So yeah, there you go. Good idea. Good idea. Hey, just real quickly, I do want to mention uh, the loss of uh, Bob Saget this week. Oh, uh, unexpected loss. Uh, I've known Bob for many, many years. He was involved in the charity on my board that I serve with him, and we worked very closely for a couple of years. And what a super wonderful guy, uh, talented and just tragic, a sudden loss. Well, you know, came off of stage working at a show, and uh, he was a really good guy, and he's going to be missed. And the outpouring of love for him is just staggering. I just, you know, very sad to see Bob Saget pass away. Um, so in any case, um, moving on, apparently the um, you had some electric car data. Yeah, which I thought was, this is amazing. And road and track, as we all know, I mean, they're kind of the people, right, for for news on cars. Right. Oh, period. yeah, Road and Track's fun. Yeah, now, great. Deloitte also, Deloitte is a famous data company. They had a 2022 Global automo Automotive Consumer Study that goes into detail about how people feel about electric vehicles. And it's a major study, 26,000 people in 25 countries. So I mean, that's a I mean that's a pretty good base of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. In the U.S., fully sixty nine percent of customers expect their next vehicle to be powered by internal combustion. Another twenty two percent will go for a hybrid, and only five percent expect their next vehicle to be fully electric. Uh, this was interesting because I was on a panel on Friday, and it's on Facebook Live. It was Disrupt TV, and, and we talked about this a little bit. There's a lot of side expenses that people don't realize. I mean, there were a lot of tax breaks, but the one guy who was on the panel who had a Tesla, yeah, $10,000 to install. Because I said, first of all, you have to put a 240 line in your garage, which is going to cost you with the electrician. He put in the battery. $10,000. Um, when they're regulating the fact that people are going to have to have electric cars, how can you regulate something that's going to cost so much? And, and maybe somebody's house can't handle that electricity. So the whole house has to be rewired. I mean, this is a big issue. Um, South Korea loves it, but only 23% of buyers in South Korea intend on buying electric only 17 percent in china i mean somebody's blowing smoke <laughs> real no. smoke at at us consumers and our no politics but our governor in the state of california who keeps making these mandates about how soon we're all going to have electric cars i think ought to think twice because i know somebody who went out to buy a car and they had a hell of a time trying to find an internal combustion engine because everybody's buying them. You can't buy a used car right now. Certified pre-owned is almost non-existent. No, it's non very difficult. Yeah. yeah so very I think, difficult. You know, yeah. the governments are going to have to really rethink this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I have no problem, just so you know. The only problem I have with electric cars is A, the expense, and B, please let me know how you're going to be able to recycle the batteries. We yeah. should have Eric, um, and I can't remember his last name. Uh, Eric oh, the on recycling the, guy, yeah. The recycling guy who en ended up going to prison because yeah. of Microsoft. 
Right. Um, he was recycling laptops, and if he saw the little seal on the laptop that says this has my, an official Windows in it, so after he fixed the computers, he put in Windows. Microsoft said he couldn't do it. He ended up six months in prison. Jeez. Right. It was a sad story. Very sad. So maybe yeah. we should have okay. him on one day because he has a business in Chatsworth now recycling electric car batteries. Yeah, good for him. Um, so the, in keeping with the story you're just talking about, electric vehicles and such, a teenage hacker, by the and this is a good story, by the way, a teenage hacker by the name of David Colombo claims to have gained control, remote control of more than 25 Tesla vehicles located in 13 different countries. He's 19 years old. Is that all at once? Uh, I don't know about it, whether it happened all at once or whether he did them individually, okay. uh, but apparently he can trigger a range of actions remotely. But he didn't do it to take control of the cars. It wasn't evil. Uh, there was no security of vulnerability here. But apparently, he just said it's the owner's fault that so they're not paying attention to the technology in the car. Uh, but he wanted to tell the owners that, hey, I'm able to hack into your your computer. I can open your doors and windows. I can control oh, the steering and the acceleration. Jeez. Pretty long of what's possible, but he wasn't doing it for the reason of trying to do that or being evil. He's talking to a not-for-profit organization called MITRE, uh, M-I-T-R-E, about how to report the hacking. And uh, Will is more than willing to give a detailed account for public consumption of how he did it and how to prevent it soon. So apparently Tesla is now looking up or looking into it. And, you but, know, but, you know, you, uh, wait a minute. Why didn't Tesla think about this beforehand? Oh, well, yeah. You it's know. just like, you know, 5G. Remember, I only had so much to say about 5G because I saw right. it work and, and I knew and I said, ain't going to work here, ain't going to work there. And everybody was saying, oh, March is all down in 5G. So let's ignore her. She's a dummy. <laughs> and and now we find out that that C-band, you can't fly a helicopter near a C-band tower, a 5G C-band tower, because right. it's radar landing. And this is how we lost Kobe, by the way. Yep. It was an error in the radar landing system. They won't operate around 5G. So yeah. didn't somebody think about this before they start banging the drum and installing this all over the world and in some airplanes? So the FAA is trying to get no 5G near airports. Right, yeah, and they <laughs> uh, they did postpone it for a little while, but it looks like it's going to go through anyway, so that's a little frightening. What the yeah. hell? <laughs> My head. Hey, you know, what every time heck? you see a movie in the last 10 years, somebody's taken control of an electronic car with their, you know, with their iPhone. So uh, I guess it's really happening now, so you got to be careful. But the point is, this is tech for elites, and everybody else has to suffer. Yeah, So exactly. the elites get richer, and... Oh. It, it's just wrong. We have to stand up for tech. We have to stand yeah. up for what's right. And there Mark, you, you found something that it took the, oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, you, that's okay. You have a it's buy now. now. Yes, I do. And now <laughs> it's the time of the show. Research the plan of the universe and Best Buy for the buy of the week. Thank you, Paul. Okay, so uh, this is about the best price I've actually seen on something like this. Uh, Lenovo, which is a very well-respected brand, used to be owned by IBM, but is subsequently the name was bought by somebody else, but it's still uh, 
been an excellent brand. They have a Chromebook, which I would refer to as kind of a dumbed-down computer. does pretty much everything you need it to do, but doesn't do all the bells and whistles that you get by buying a more expensive laptop computer. And you have to you keep know, everything in the cloud, which isn't right. all that bad, but... no. Okay, we use, you know, most people are using the cloud today anyway. So basically, the Lenovo Chromebook uh, 3 is an 11 inch Chromebook. It comes with an AMD A6 uh, processor, 4 gigabytes of memory, 32 gigabytes of eMMC flash memory, comes in black, and it will do, as I say, it pretty much does everything. You know, you'll get word processing out of it. You'll be able to surf the internet. You can check your email. Uh, you know, you can do all the things basically that you want to do on a a regular laptop, but for a remarkably low amount of money. In this particular case, this one wasn't expensive to begin with. It was $219, but you can get it at Best Buy today for $119. So if you want to, you know, either a spare laptop around the house, you know, that you don't have to worry about, or the kids are going off to school, uh, that you, you know, you want, if they take the, your laptop to school with them, you don't have to worry about that, you know, they lose it. Well, it's not, it, thousand dollar computer so again it's gotten uh 657 reviews on the best buy website uh it's got a 4.4 star and again it's the lenovo chromebook 3 uh 11 inch chromebook uh comes with all kinds of bells and whistles and it's only 119 dollars and you can get it today at best That's buy great deal. That is our buy That's of the great, week. Yeah. those are great for students i think you oh, know yeah. that really great for students yeah, I mean they're even they're even good to have. You know, if you just want a a laptop computer that you didn't want to spend a fortune on, just to keep in an extra room in the house, so you don't have to. Yeah, lug which your... is what I do anyway. I have laptop yeah. a couple of laptops in the house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, that is our buy of the week. Uh, one can only hope that the next story is true. Well, I have to tell you, I know more people in the past week. One of my neighbors had, and she runs a home business. She's not out in the world a whole lot. People are getting COVID left and Everybody. right. Everybody. Are, and I have to tell you, and I'm not mentioning names here, but she, she was taken to a legitimate hospital mm-hmm. here where I live twice. They did nothing. Zero zip. She ended up getting, I know, hey, a pirate cure. I'm not telling, saying what it is, but you all probably know. And that was the only thing that helped her. Wow. It it involved it involved some of the drugs that they've mentioned, you know. In the, but that was the only thing that helped her. And she went to the hospital, and they did nothing. And this is a major hospital, Mark. You know the hospital near my house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, you're saying she got COVID is what you're, you're she saying. Got she got COVID. She yeah. was sick as a dog for two weeks. Oh, my but gosh. Wow. she had been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she got. I didn't ask the details. You know, I just offered to drop food off at her front door. But she ended up having to get uh, medica- so treatment through other sources, let's say. Yeah, and that's uh, that, you know. and she was finally able to get out of bed. Wow! So you know we have to start thinking about alternative medicine because I poo pooed it. I thought, oh, those people are just crazy. Well, I know this woman, not crazy, hmm. and it worked, huh? Well, yes. the, apparently, the U.S. Army 
is developing what they're calling a super vaccine that they say could protect against all COVID variants. It's called SPFN, and apparently it's shown promise against the different strains, including the Omicron, and it could shield patients against infections in the corona family. Uh, Dr. Fauci uh, underscored the government's investment in a universal COVID-19 vaccine that could do that. Uh, and boy, wouldn't that be great if that actually okay. is the Well, truth. you know, I have lost all faith in the statements that we've been having um, from our government, from the CDC, because everybody is saying wrong things. And that study came out where they found the documents that we did fund the Wuhan lab in China and Dr. Fauci knew about it. The documents well, are do all Well, let's not do politics here. Let's, let's uh, just, no, it's just... not. I'm talking about COVID. So you yeah. have to be really careful with what you're going to do. I'm going to send this article that you sent me to a friend of mine who's an army doctor in the UK and see what they have to say. Right. Because... Uh, that stuff is popping up everywhere. I'm very, from what I've heard and so many people being sick lately, you just don't know what to believe anymore. It's very, very difficult. The uh, The director of the infectious disease at Walter Reed Army Institute, which is a very well-respected hospital, uh, and mm -hmm. the co-inventor of this thing, says they're testing against all variants. Uh, they're in phase one, and they still have to go through phase two and phase three, so I don't know how long that will actually take. Uh, but, boy, wouldn't that be great? I mean, we're already talking would... about here well, – well, I was going to say, we're already talking about that. Maybe we're seeing the end of the pandemic and going to an epidemic of, you know, a flu-like kind of thing in the next as much as as little as a month is what the rumor is. We'll see if that's uh -huh. actually true or not. Yeah, and you everybody know. I know is popping up sick, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, mean, know, I guess and, I figure, well, once everybody and, gets it, then you're immune to it, I guess. And, but no, I know people who've gotten it twice. Well, they got more than once, right, exactly. So, so you're not immune. And what's going to scare people more? Ooh, this is made by military scientists. <laughs> That's right. not going to scare yeah. people who are afraid. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, it's we have to get all on message about that. Yeah, it's, there, it's a this little This has scary to be. And, and who do you trust? It's really, really hard. It's very difficult. All right. Well, we're running out of time. You want to do a quick thing on masks because we're running, we only have about five minutes no left. No way. Here. We're running out of time. Okay, well, here's the deal, real quick. Never mind everything you were told in the past. <laughs> yeah, disregard everything we've told you ever on the show. Or, or you've heard on the news or anything. You need to have an N95, a KN95, or a KF94 mask. Um, and there are a whole bunch of counterfeit ones out there. Aren't you pleased to hear that? Oh, yeah. Um. One of the things the counterfeit ones are missing is the NIOSH stamp. So if you're looking, and I have a couple KN95s that don't have a NIOSH stamp, I just ordered, um, Amazon is carrying 3M NIOSH approved uh, KN95 masks. So you can get them, and they are reusable. And you can put them in the sun, or, Mark, you have a phone soap, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. A phone soap, just for those who don't know, and I recommend them in my book. I recommend them everywhere. I even put my retainers in my phone soap. Oh, God. It, that, I haven't well, thought of that. That's a, But why not, right? Yeah, I guess you could, yeah. Um, You know, if you have a sniffle, you 
whatever. Um, it's a little square thing that you can put your phone in, but they've developed it over the years to make it bigger so you can put car keys in it and things like that. You close it, and it's a UV uh, certified cleaner that yep. kills the germs. I even bought, not from phone soap, but another one from Amazon that clips onto your toothbrush. Yeah, that's interesting. And and after you use your toothbrush, you just clip it on there and bing, press the button and it exposes it. So you have to be careful. Be sure that the company doesn't try too hard or not hard enough to prove if the packaging says genuine, legitimate, authentic, or reputable. Yeah, maybe Probably it isn't. <laughs> yeah, I, nothing on the 3M packaging that I have says that. Also, yeah, exactly. if there's no branding on the box, that's very important because companies that are in the mask business build a brand loyalty to generate sales. So there would be branding on a, le a legitimate one. Yeah, and most go. of all, that NIOSH mark, that's the most important. Okay, so keep that in mind. Uh, we'll do just a real quick stuff on uh, entertainment today. Uh, first of all, I got to say, Netflix, you are starting to piss me off. I mean, again, it wasn't that long ago they raised their prices. Now they're raising them again. Uh, That's they're going insane. up another two bucks a month. And now they're, you know, if you want, if you opt for the 4K service, which I like to do because I like watching a 4K, then you're paying 20 bucks a month. Well, you remember when Netflix was $8 a month? You know, I get you got to, you know, you're spending all this money on new movies and content and you deserve it. But it's, you know, the basic plan now goes to $9.99. The standard goes to $15.49 and the premium goes to $19.99. All of a sudden it's getting pretty expensive to watch Netflix. So I don't yeah. know how much backlash there's going to be on that. Uh, but um, but one movie also I do want to mention, I just, just yesterday I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife which is, of course, the sequel 30 years later to Ghostbusters. It's a wonderful movie, and yeah. it is touching, and I don't want to tell you anything about it, but it is truly the ending of this film had the most touching moments in it that I've seen in a long time in a movie, and uh, very enjoyable. They got like an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's a really fun uh, reminiscent of the original Ghostbusters movies, and they did a great job. Paul Rudd, who I think is fantastic, I love Paul Rudd, um, is in it, and uh, you know a bunch of kid stars in this thing. So good movie. And a little, you a little shout out to those who are watching, and just like that, which is the Sex and the City spinoff. Oh yeah. Um, not giving away anything here, but the internet seems to believe that Che is the most worstest villain of the entire planet. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know um, who that is. Those okay. who are watching it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, they're taking it into some strange places. We still love the show. We still are watching the show and look forward to it every week. But it's going into some strange places. Um, I found it amazing that Carrie got up and back in heels from hip surgery and from one episode oh. to the next. Yeah, it's amazing. Was this, is this amazing the geriatric? Geriatric yes, version of Sex and yes, the City? Ex exactly. That's, That's what so the funny. Gen Zs are calling it on, That's uh, funny. on the, the, the internet. Um, it's, it's going in some strange ways. And Steve, Miranda's husband, doesn't deserve what he's getting right now. Which is interesting because Steve, the character, is played by the guy who's also on Chicago Fire. As one of the firemen, okay. he's the owner of. Oh, uh, I saw that. The yeah. Okay, so you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. In and just like that, he's hard of hearing. 
I just saw really that story, hard yeah. of hearing. Yeah, yeah, but it seems he's really hard of hearing in real life. Right. But he's still a fantastic actor. Obviously, yeah, he memorizes his lines and you know can watch lips and he knows what's yep. going on. And but he's being treated very badly in and just like that. So, for oh. those of you fans, let's keep watching and keep hoping that Steve's gonna something's gonna happen. Well, there and you go. also this is us. I don't know what's yeah. happening. I, 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 yeah. I, I, have you been watching? Yeah, it's all over the place. Somebody's uh, it's the last die. season. I, I don't well, it's get the it, last yeah. season, so you know, you know for sure that's uh, something's going to happen there. <laughs> I did, I did start watching a, a television series. I think it's ABC that I really fascinating. Women of the Movement, and it's actually the true story of uh, Mamie Till Mobile, who in the 1950s, her son in the Deep South was uh, murdered. And it's the real story of what happened to this child in, in the Jim Crow South and some outstanding acting in it and a really well done uh, movie. And not an easy movie, frankly, to watch uh, because there's so much pain and turmoil and, and horrible things that happen there. But uh, that's when you can just pick up on, I think, like I say, that's on ABC. Uh, have you watched well, any other movies? Let me throw in something, something good in that same Level on Netflix, there's a show called Self Made, which is inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. Madam oh, yeah. C.J. Walker was brilliant, and I don't think uh, there would have been an Avon without Madam C.J. Walker. There you go. Hey, so, that's it for us, it. everybody. Thank you for being with us. Have a great week and a great uh, Martin Luther King Day on Monday, and we'll see you next Saturday. Watch out for tsunamis, guys. You never know. <laughs> Keep yeah, your exactly. eyes in the sky, man. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And please tell your friends that you enjoyed our show because we're nothing without you. You've See been you listening week. to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication. Global food for thought. <laughs>